Hi, this is Pamela Adlon, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs which we randomly select with the help from our friends now it's time for radio a ball give us a shake radio a ball give us a shake it's time for the radio a ball show Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out in the studio with LJ, Laura Jean Anderson. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Say it on the mic so we hello, can hear you hello. there. There you I'm go. Here. There you go. And <laughs> and uh, we're just getting the cavalcade of your friends rolling through the studio. Mm-hmm. And now we uh, another Olympian who lit like you lives in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Radio Eight Ball. Thank you, Ellen Jameson. Hello. You are. I'm looking at your IMDb. You're a very accomplished young actor. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, trying my best. You're also crazy tall. You make me feel like a tiny person. Yes, I'm a giant human. <laughs> That's good for you. That's good for Hollywood. It hasn't been very really? helpful, no. Really? Yeah, because you walk in the room like, and people are like, oh, no, she's too tall. Because actors are short. Men, men actors are short. Yes, we are. Sorry. Well, it's because it's because we couldn't get we couldn't make the we didn't make the basketball team. We didn't make the football team. We had to figure something. Yeah, to do. Yeah, do theater. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to to poke. A, I thought that was a, a good. As a short person, I always think that being tall has only benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that hasn't been the case. Well, can't find pants. <laughs> you, fa- you wait. Is that what you're wearing? Pants. These are like one of the three pants I own. Listeners, just know that every, everyone in the studio has pants on. She didn't. For, she didn't come in forgetting. No, I, I I came in with my one pair of jeans. Your one pair of jeans. Well, no. So you are you. You grew up in Olympia. Uh, I'm a military brat, so I didn't. But I moved here when I was in high school, and that's when I met Laura. And you went to Oli, so you went to Oli. I went to Oli. Yeah. yeah, we met doing musicals right down the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got all the solos, and I hated her. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I was really jealous of Laura when I first met her. I was like, oh, Laura Anderson's so good at singing. Everybody <laughs> likes her so much. <laughs> But, but that, but that, goaded you on. Now you're. But see that. Yeah, that she's irresistible. You. She's irresistible. You can't help but love her. Now she's my best friend. <laughs> and do you do you hang out in L.A.? Yeah, I do. Almost every day. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Have a little Olympia, little Olympia bubble yeah. in Los oh, yeah. Angeles. Oh yeah, we definitely do. Are there yeah. other? Do do you have other Olympia folks who you you hang with down there? There's a few that have moved down recently, but. Yeah, there and it's so funny. There's a there's a bar that just opened up a block away from where I live that's owned by a bunch of Olympia people and 
Bainbridge folks and really the bartenders I went to high school with. I'm I'm like, where is this coming from? What's the name of the bar? It's called Waltz, and it's a pinball bar. Waltz, like with like the name Waltz. A L T. I can't remember if it's S or Z. Probably Z. I know. I was like, oh, I really hope it's not Z, but it probably. What is. is a pinball bar like? So it's just a it's a bar, With but they have tons machines? of pinball machines, and yeah. they also have like food. So it's you know they have different. You can have your hot dog. It's is very it, Olympia. Is it pinball themed food? Just pretzels and hot dogs. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so just a little taste of Olympia back in Los Angeles in Eagle Rock, Los Angeles. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I want to talk a little bit about about your acting. So you've okay. acted in a bunch of in several things, TV Couple shows, TV and... things, very uh, shortly. But um, I started making a film about a year and a half ago. It looks what? seven days. Is what it's, it's called, it's called. seven days. Uh, this, is, this is funny. It's the first time I've talked about it in a press setting. It's funny. Um, my friend and Laura's friend Corey Kupfer is an amazing filmmaker and uh, we met him a couple years ago and we had been kind of like looking for people like each other he'd been looking for a actor collaborator and I needed to know young filmmakers and so we just decided to do something together and this film kind of took on a life of its own um, you play seven different characters I play seven different characters it's like it kind of feels like an anthology series but in just a uh, film so you just kind of watch each character one by one and they roll over you and you take away from it whatever you want did they ever interact with each other they do not know do their worlds interact (laughs) no i mean it all takes place in la so um but it's not necessarily like drive or something where there's different overlapping things it's more just like i am the through line between all of them and sometimes for a while you're a little unsure of like oh this is a different person or um yeah. And did you write it? Interesting. No, my friend Corey wrote it. And he wrote it. We developed it together because like, we wrote each one as we shot. We didn't write the whole th- – you know, he didn't write the whole thing and then shoot the whole thing. We wrote each piece as it oh, went. Oh, wow. Yeah. And did you know the characters beforehand or did you no. create the char- – so he would write the stuff and then you'd play the- – you'd build the character to fit the right. writing, not the other way around. Right, right. So, uh, I mean, there were some things that – I requested, you know, I really, it was important to me to have a young mother in there. I didn't feel like we could. You're like, can I play shorter? <laughs> yeah, can I, can I play someone shorter? Can I play someone uh, who has, <laughs> finds pants easy, and easy? His, no. This character's, their whole character trait is that they have no problem finding pants. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they have their pants tailored for them. <laughs> Phantom thread, but pants, yeah. pants. I was trying to riff on that. <laughs> so, uh, who are the se- so the seven characters? So, there's a young mother. Yeah, there's a young mother. That one's like a four generations of women dynamic. That I love that script. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to go in order. I won't remember. There's a woman living out of her car. There is. It's number two. Oh, that we have like a housewife, a really super bored housewife on a day that she acts out. Uh, oh, it's Laura, help me. There's a, there's a sex worker. Speak into there's the a, mic. And there's a there's prostitute. A what? There's a, yeah, a, se- a sex, sex worker. worker. Oh, and then we have like a... Um, or sex educator. The, there's a sex educator, multi-Instagram like influencer that uses social media to do s- like sex education. And that one's like a whole multimedia piece. Uh, and then there's a prostitute. There's um, a woman in a polyamorous relationship. 
there's the young mom and in the last one you did the last one is like a uh woman dating somebody she's supposed to be like you know in her early 30s and there's a woman that that she's dating that's 19 going home with her to her family christmas Mm -hmm. and kind of about these double standards and gender and uh yeah how do you mean like what would be like a what's the double standard in gender that's well uh it's kind of about her father um is married like her father and mother have a huge age difference and it doesn't feel weird as you're watching it that her parents have such a large age difference and yet it feels really it's really like pointed out and made very uncomfortable that there's a large age difference between me and their daughter um right but we're used to seeing that age difference with heterosexual couples but it it becomes it becomes very obviously bizarre for some reason with the two women i I can't it's something that you see i don't know how to we honestly didn't realize how weird it was going to feel until we started shooting it right um that's did you have did you have a lot of things like that that where where you it sounds like you were feeling like this like you said you wrote as you were going so it seems like as someone who's interested in synchronicity it would Mm -hmm. seem like that kind of writing would lend itself to synchronicity in the sense of like oh we didn't know that we were going to do this and now this totally makes that thing before completely look in a look totally different right because we didn't know it but maybe we did right right yeah it it uh the whole project kind of we didn't anticipate to go the way that it did um you know we thought initially maybe we would want to screen it as a block of short films or something and it wasn't until we were done where we played them all together and we were stunned at how much of a cohesive feature and how you feel like it's one story but it's not Mm -hmm. um you know it's kind of like the beauty in having very little money to make something is you know you have to be more specific about your choices and you kind of feel things out and um yeah everything just kind of falls together naturally rather than you know over planning and doing all the things that you get to do when you have a bunch of money to spend mm-hmm. um you know we couldn't we had to just kind of roll with it and see what happens so it does seem like i I'm, i it's hard for me to track cuz i just heard it but it does seem like there's these balances there's a young mother, yeah. and then there's someone in a polyamorous relationship, and mm-hmm. there's a sex educator, and there's a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seems like that would be, as an actor, it would be interesting to play the. You're getting to play similar top topics, but right. from a different right. point of view. Yes, mm-hmm. and something I'm, I've I've been watching them as they've been going and, and forcing them to have me be the first person who sees the, the rough yeah. cuts of them. <clears throat> I'm obsessed, but... Are you in your room writing songs, okay, pitching songs? To oh, them? yeah. Don't you need, oh, what about this song? You should have a song in this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but something that I love about it and I think is so awesome is I think we're in this era where any women and any minority and any person who is not in a heterosexual relationship is is coined as these characters oh like you are you so it, it almost characterizes that thing that they are and it it's really just a, a cycle of what we're already dealing with it's, it's still messed up mm-hmm. so what i love about this film is that they're taking characters and they're not characterizing them like the prostitute right. is not this helpless person who has had a 
messed up relationship as a kid and it's like she has a really honest conversation with her dad who knows she's a prostitute in the car and it's really real and they're not these over dramatized unreal characters of of women right. they're really real and it's really like scrapping all that stigma and all that uh, false characterization of women which i love right right we tried to do that pretty much on all fronts with all my characters and all the supporting characters that nobody was really how you normally see them right which yeah. made it, yeah which makes the whole thing feel just that much more authentic i think and when you have when you're working with no but with a very small budget mm-hmm. the idea of just being original is an amazing is a very cheap special right. effect <laughs> that's very true that's very true yeah you know oh i've never seen that person do that like i I work in the film business and different facets and that's always what i'm looking for is like have we seen this before right we have why are we doing it yeah you know unless there's a reason exactly Um, and and like you were saying i mean we're in a place right now where you know they they say there's only seven stories Mm -hmm. but it's all been told from pretty much one point of view Mm -hmm. for so long and that means that all of those stories have a whole new life. Right. When given you given another point of view, then you could tell that exact same story, and it is completely alive again. Mm-hmm. And so it is. It's a you know it's a very exciting time to be young female artist oh, totally, in yeah. Hollywood right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Is a really I mean, I tell you. Very good, very, very good timing on you. Congratulations, Thank karmically. You. you must have done something good in a, in a past life. <laughs> <laughs> to well, be so wonderful and talented and timing right and to, to have great friends to, from your own little town. We're very lucky. Very, very lucky. We're very lucky. I've been mm-hmm. lucky to have Laura in my life. Yeah. Same. <laughs> and I get to just sort of hang out in the corner and be like, yay. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, well, now let's get into your question. What is your question for the Pop Oracle? Um... Uh, yeah, what will help me feel creative in 2019? What will help you feel creative in 2019? And if you're listening out there, this is a question that we can all think about. What will make us yeah. all, help us all feel more creative? Help us, Laura. In 2019. And now to engage the Pop Oracle, <laughs> you get to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Pick a kick, 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 kick. Song number eight. I like that the show has eight in it, and I picked eight. You. The answer to what will... (gasps) My favorite. I'm sorry. (laughs) What will bring us us creativity in 2019? Okay, okay. Hi, Searching for somebody to ease your mind. Are you tired of waking up to no one close? I could give you a heavy dose. 
That was you from Laura Jean Anderson. The answer to Ellie's question. Looking for inspiration for creativity in 2019. So if you can't see it right now, there's a lot of smile, knowing smiles being shared between these two. And so you can't hear you. Maybe you can even maybe you can feel that coming through the speakers. But but LJ, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. It's one of my newest songs, and it's funny. I, uh, as I was playing it, I thought of it changed meaning entirely, which oh. is kind of cool. It, it originally kind of it, it's a song of uh, being smitten by somebody and and not being somebody who sits around and just mopes about it, but does something about it. But when I was singing it, it kind of made me feel. Like that's really the reason of that song is like the the this is what I want so I'm gonna go get it and and be a be a advocate for my own happiness instead of going oh eh, well why why don't you love me or why don't mm-hmm. why am I not loved or why am I not there getting that or whatever just be like well I'll go get it I'll go do it mm-hmm. that's what I felt Same. when I was singing that was like oh maybe that's the answer is just like not stop not wondering how to be creative just go just be creative and doing it yeah. yeah yeah so what did you think about that as the answer yeah, to the question that like rather than waiting for inspiration to come to you you just have to go create it and and like make yourself inspired and i mean that's kind of been like the theme of the past couple months of my life i've been forcing myself to like I, for instance, drive about three hours a day because I work in Beverly Hills and I live about downtown, so I do a lot of driving. And yeah. I've been trying to force myself in that time to just, uh, like, put on instrumental music and, like, think through stories or plot lines or character ideas and, like, not let myself drift off of that, but, like, force that kind of, like, creative brainstorming with myself or um, – I started writing something with a friend and I was really nervous about it at first and um, just decided like, well, what, am I going to not take this opportunity to work with this person because I'm nervous about how much he wants me to be a part of it? I mean, that's insane. Do you know what I like, – Say that again? I, the... Like, because I don't think of myself as a writer, mm-hmm. um, but I've started writing something with somebody uh, the past couple months and when he first propositioned me with it, I – wanted to be like oh no i can't do that (laughs) um but uh, laura is telling me in her song that i need to just 
go do it. Can't wait for can't wait for people to give you what you're looking for. You gotta take it. Now there was a line in the song. I it's maybe I misread it or was written weird, but you said you could hold me in my arms. You the home. What did it say? You could hold me in your arms. But in the. It, the, Did I probably write it wrong? I yeah, was writing that in earlier. my arms. But I thought I thought that's what you're saying. Maybe I was like, saying that. That's a, again. I feel like that's what you song. were singing too. Yeah. Maybe, hold me. You could hold me in my arms, which I think maybe is that's a, maybe it's because it's a song to myself. Because it's a song. There we go. Right. Yeah. So finding so self generating so self holding yourself in your own damn arms. Yeah. Well, it yeah. made me think of like these. <laughs> we were talking about uh, tantra in the earlier conversation. One of the concepts is the inner marriage. Even though you might find connection out in the world, the ultimate connection is something that happens inside between mm, your mm-hmm. heart and your head or between mm-hmm. your masculine and feminine sides mm-hmm. or whatever whatever duality is there. Well, if we can sort of do a nuclear fusion with them inside, it can. Re- that's when amazing right. things can be released. We get mm-hmm. gain insights and creativity. Right. And for some people, what's needed for that is some sort of psychedelic. And then sometimes the psychedelic is just something that you generate internally, your own inspiration. Right? Yeah, exactly. You really sparked up when I said psychedelic. <laughs> <laughs> you get the, <laughs> oh, uh, Olympia gotta, High School. You can take it. You can take you this know. kid out of the of, of Oli High, but you can't take Oli High reading, out of I'm the kid. I'm reading Michael Pollan's book right now on mushrooms. So yeah, Michael Pollan's yeah. book on mushrooms. What? What? Have you heard of? Do you know who Michael Pollan is? Uh, of course, I came with a name like Michael Pollan. Mushrooms. He's. You got to think he's writing about plants. Yeah. No. He. Well. He wrote like Omnivore's Dilemma. And a bunch of really famous kind of like anthropological. Did he write the Anatomy of Desire? Is that his stuff? No. Mm-hmm. His is mostly like food and plant related. That is the Anatomy of. De- oh, really? It's about how different species survive by becoming palatable to us. Mm. Like marijuana would be an example of right. something that has. What did you call it? The Anatomy of Desire, I believe. Um. No. Well, let's see. Let's see if it. Googling. No, that's different by a different person. So, who is Michael Pollan? Michael Pollan, um, it's a primarily food writer, but not like food critic. Like he has, well, he has a couple shows on Netflix. His documentary Cooked on Netflix is really interesting. Um, but he wrote a book that was released this year about uh, kind of the current research that's being done on psychedelics and in a um, medical sense so you know back in the 50s they were full-blown like this is how we're going to cure alcoholism and fear of death in cancer patients and all this stuff and um when the 60s mid 60s came about and timothy leary was like to what is it tune in drop out yeah whatever tune in drop out yeah um it you know the whole country went into a frenzy and they got they became a you know ultra classified substance and now we're having this huge resurgence of it being uh looked at for help in um all kinds of different fields and he uh hadn't had much experience with psychedelics but became really interested based on a um a paper that he read and just like went full-blown i think probably spent i don't even know how many years just researching and looking into all of this and um 
trying different substances with different doctors and stuff like that and wrote this amazing book on it. And um, I highly suggest reading it. It's called How to Change Your Mind. How to Change Your Mind. Mm -hmm. Add it to your Terrence McKenna reading list. Oh, way better than Tennis no. Terrence McKenna. Oh. Yeah, it's so good. Come no. on. Oh, yeah. Don't. It's not I, a competition. I know. Terrence you McKenna read it. is. It's not a competition. I, I you, do don't, love, you don't have to hate on Terrence. Oh, no. I, He's hey, not here to defend himself. I had a deep Terrence McKenna phase. There's just something about, like, the science, reading from the scientific point of view that it's like, oh, this is why this has been important to right. me in my life. I really understand this now on a deeper level. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, uh, well, before we let you go, so seven days, when is it going to be available? Um, we are currently waiting to find out what festival we're going to premiere at. Hopefully South by Southwest or Tribeca is what we're hoping for. Those are good ones. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you can follow us on Instagram. We have a little tiny Instagram. Or follow me on Instagram at Ellen Jameson. Um, our Instagram is Seven Days Film. Cool. We'll put that in the show notes. Make Thanks. sure that people see That's that. Nice. And if Thank by the you. time this comes out in mid February, you have any trailers or any things that we think oh we sure can look at, yeah yeah we'll yeah, post we're, those. We're editing right now. We're one at a time. But. It'd be fun to do a show where you know you have, there's seven characters. <laughs> We oh have them each God. come in and ask a That's question. So funny! That's actually really funny. I love that. I love it. All well, right. maybe we can do that in L.A. sometime. What do we do for the eighth character? Maybe Corey's here. Or well, the musician. Or me as myself. The music, musician asks the last question. So yeah, unless you wanted to be the musician. Oh, the musician. He's one of the asks characters. The, last the musician. Yeah. So it would be perfect. Yeah. Seven. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Amazing. That's what you should do. Put it on the calendar. <laughs> we'll do that. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>